All right, welcome to Craft Imperial. This is the Viking. I am the Bourbon Cowboy. We sit here and discuss great cigars, great whiskey, and have a lot of fun with banter and discussing all these great cigars and bourbon. We'll sit here every week with you, enjoy this podcast, different cigars, different whiskey, all the banter, a lot of fun, a lot of nonsense, and... <laughs> That's what it's about. Thank you for joining Craft the Puro. Please enjoy this episode. Cheers. All right, how's it going, everyone? We are back, Craft and Puro, live here at Lit Cigar Lounge in Chesterfield, Missouri. You are here with the Viking and the Bourbon Cowboy. And the Bourbon Cowboy just got done pouring us a dram of um, some old Weller Antique. This is the old school Weller 107. Um, actually, if I'm being honest, I like this bottle better than the new ones. This oh, is yeah. more, uh, I don't know, this just shows vintage. Just shows age. Um, and this, what we're doing to start is so today on the podcast, we're in week three of our four week quote unquote classic vintage original cigar companies. And uh, we threw up a poll today uh, whether we should do Padron cigars or Ashton cigars. And Padron ended up winning by 12 votes to four. Um, so maybe we'll do Ashton next week or maybe we won't. So we picked the uh, Padron 1964. Maduro Anniversario, and uh, we're going to get into those. You want to talk about what we poured? Yeah, well, because we were going, you know, old school on some of these cigars that we have, and obviously we've had them, but revisit some of these. I went and pulled out of the vault um, the old bottle, which we'll have picks up on our uh, webpage. But this is an old Weller Antique Original 107, and it's a weeded bourbon, of course, from what else? Buffalo Trace and um, why is it 107 because that's the proof 107 proof right right and obviously everybody knows the story of Stetzel and Weller and Sons um, and this was all done at Frankfurt at the at the um, the Buffalo Trace distillery and these are the old bottles these are not the uh, the new the new rendition with yeah these are these aren't the these aren't the tall like all the all the Weller bottles now. It's just a different color label, um, you know. But where where and they're all the same bottle. Whereas this is a this is shorter. This, is this one's more like a fatty. Sazerac rye bottle. Well, the Sazerac bottle is actually taller. It's got that long twisted neck. But you know what I'm trying to. If you yeah. if you took that neck up, you got a Sazerac bottle. Yeah. Now the new lines are all tall uh, all tall with a solid paper label um, which this one and the new one would be the red label but this has a clear and it looks old school on I, I love the old school much better and uh, so that's what we're going to be drinking so we're going to light up these padrones yeah, there's going to be a little bit of background noise tonight. Lit is kicking it live like a motherfucker. Uh, but that's what we want to have, man. So we're having a good time. Um, Bourbon Cowboy and the Viking alone doing our thing. That's how it should be. 
Um, this is going to be cool. And you guys know how we are about our full body, full strength cigars. And we're going to get into some history with Padron and, and things like that. But this is, I mean, without giving much away, complete Nicaraguan blend, 100% Padron family out of Esteli, Nicaragua. Um, bump into the limit, man. I mean, it's, it's solid all the way through. This is going to be a hearty, full cigar. If I'm being honest in Padron, my favorite Padron is this cigar. Well, right off the bat, man, it's got all the great, all the layers of complexity to it right off the bat. The only thing, um, I mean, in, in the label, obviously it's old school. It um, Does it actually have like a little... I thought that was wax paper, but it isn't. No, there's there's two labels on there, though. So the one that says Padron 1964, that pulls off, and then there's yeah. the Padron label below. It almost looks like a little wax paper label under that. Probably the only thing, I mean, looking at it and smoking it just briefly, and I've had it before, but it's been a long time, is it's a box press, which means you both love the, the old school round the best. Yeah. It's like a cork or a screw-on, but um, yeah, right off the bat, man, I love but it. The, I one thing I give Padron that a lot of companies I think are starting to do because I don't think that box press cigars are actually very popular. The cap on this is circular. It's a regular Vitola. You know what I mean? And like you don't, this is still kind of oval-ish. You don't really hit the box until like here. You know, so the way it sits in your mouth, it holds it holds together. But that's what's kind of cool about Padron too. I think there's only two. No, sorry. Yeah, I, th I think the, the little hammers, the 90 Natural and the 90 Maduro are the only Padrones that are finished in a regular Vitola. And when you say Vitola, you mean in size. Oh. Yeah. In si size and shape, yeah. Yeah, because I don't remember us talking about that that much. That was a new one. I didn't know if that was size or a different shape. I know they come in, cigars come in all different shapes and sizes. But. Vitola is, I don't actually even know if that's a Spanish word. I know that sounds silly, but I don't know. Doesn't sound Spanish. Uh, but Vitola is what's used for the size and shape of the cigar. When you have a, a regular Vitola and then you have a box press Vitola, you know, it's, it's, I guess that is Spanish maybe. I just retrohaled. And I don't, I'm not getting like, like any, you know, because that's one of the reasons I think I thought it'd be interesting to go back to these because it's not like there's not apricots or peaches or butter or baked no, goods this or is, whatever. No, this is hearty pepper, dirt. I mean, I think Vintage. there's a little bit of chocolate there. And again, when you say chocolate, I'm not talking hot fudge sundae. I'm talking cooking cocoa, like 90% cocoa, that raw chocolate, maybe dark chocolate, but... But it's very light. What I love about this light is, roast. yeah, yeah. There you go, light roast. This is pinnacle of heavy, strong, forward Nicaraguan tobacco, and that's it. where we're at, man. I, I, I mean, it. I wish every cigar was like this. You know, I really do. But why don't we uh, cheers this? Um, this antique 107. Actually, when you know what's actually kind of funny? Does it? Oh, it does say antique on there, but it says antique original 107. Right. The new bottles say antique. T107. Right. Right. And I love the old bottles.
fantastic. That may be sweeter than the new shit. Is that original in there? Yeah. This one. Okay, so how? Okay, so here's a question. How old is that? Because when did the new bottles come into play? Um, that's probably. I, I'm just throwing it out there. I'm guessing two years ago, maybe. Even oh, because I was longer. gonna say. I, I think it's got to be a little longer. Cause I, I thought, I thought Special Reserve was still in that bottle. Hey guys, was still in that bottle for a while. What's up, bro? How you doing? Um, I thought Special Reserve was actually still in that shape bottle until like two years ago. Because now you can get Special Reserve in the, what is it, a liter? The big ass. I've got one. It's that big, it's not a gallon. but Yeah, they I mean. come in uh, the 750, the liter, or that big like, half handle. Is what? that a 1.5? Yeah, well, is it, I think it's 1.75 or something like that. So maybe that's what, yeah, 1.75. Yeah, yeah. I call them half handles. But I thought, and, and I was very fortunate to get a hold of a full set. I had a full set of the old old ones, and then I had some that um, I drank through. But, um, yeah. And this may be even a newer one of some of the older school shit I have. I mean, the ones that I have, those could be four or five years old. But you know how the juice changes every year. It's like... Well, that's true. Yeah. And this this and is now... bottle to bottle, it could be a little different. And this has been opened over the years. It's oxidized or oxygenated, right. oxidized, so it's always going to have a, a smoother, sweeter, you know. But smoother, right sweeter, off the bat, man, it's got all the shit we love, especially in a well, weeded bird. We haven't done a lot of weeded bird. We've been on no, a lot of No, we've been on a ride kick. I was talking about that the other day. But this is where... Now, you guys know we don't ever plan anything, but we have this. We've also got another bottle we're going to have next. But I know these Padrones, man. Like, this is kind of cheating. Like, I've smoked this cigar probably a couple hundred of them in my life, right? But there's one thing about Padron that I'm going to say about Weller, and I think this meets hands down, and we, you can go back and hear us say this about Weller. This 64 Maduro tastes like every 64 Maduro I've ever had. The consistency is there. They're solid. Everything is there. It's through and through. That spice, that little dirty, you know, that Esteli dirt, that, that vintage or antique taste. And then the same thing with this Weller. It's like when I sipped this back, I was like, ooh, it's going to be sweet, right? It's just, weeded bourbons are sweet. This, I would take this right now, heads up against 15-year Pappy blind, and I guarantee you pick it. It's sweeter. It's not as sweet as 23, but it's sweeter. I think for me, and and by the way, we had talked about it just briefly in a text because I told him I was bringing the bourbon, so I went down to the, the vault. Um, I think this pair is really pretty good, too, because not only do you get a little sweetness, but you get, and, and I don't know how a better word to say it, is the, the layers of complexity. You get a nice little burst of... Um, 
like a burst, a little burn, and you can, a little bit of that charred barrel in there, but yet it's super smooth. The layers are there, and that's what I always talk about. I mean, you do, everybody, and I get frustrated because it's like, oh, I, I can't pull out all these ridiculous flavors. And well, we've talked about that, right? I think people are yeah. making shit up sometimes. Well, the, of course they are. Right, you can't, there's no, I don't think, I don't think the human body is talented enough when it comes, now, wine is a different thing, right? Because there's only so many grape varietals. There's only so many places it's grown. You can learn all of those basics and tame that. Whiskey? Dude, you can have the same. Let's think about this. This Antique 107 was just in the wrong barrel in the wrong place of the Rickhouse. That's why it's not Pappy Van Winkle. And can we remember, like, taste? Like, I know I... There are certain bottles, they could be different labels or whatever. When I taste that bourbon, I know I've had that. No, but that's not that's not remembering it, that's a nuance. It's reminding you of something. You know what I mean? Like it's not that, it's, now it could be with certain but ones. I know I've had be. that taste profile yep. before. And I know it and I can't say, well, oh my God. Okay, so that was sourced out of MPG and, and I'm real familiar with that taste profile, but it's in a different bottle with a different name and guess what? They did get it from MPG. It's just like, I guarantee you that if we, if somebody did some blind tasting with us, which we've only done once, really. With and we the, nailed it with the Yellowstone. But I could almost bet that me and you could pick out a Booker's. Oh, I, I can comfortably say. Yeah. You put Booker and, and you put it against any other 120 proof bourbon you find. I, now, I won't be able to tell you what batch, yeah. but I'll pick it out. I'll pick that shit out. I know you will too. You know, it, it's, there's something about, I'm sorry, I'm yelling guys i don't have to we're actually doing good with the sound sorry yeah um, hopefully i'm coming across oh no you're, you're fine so you see on here the orange the yeah. orange that's us talking the green is the is what it's buffing out that middle line if anything pops in there that's what the mic's catching it's buffing all the noise out okay good so we're doing all right well most of it there's gonna well, be a anyway, it was kind of a hard decision uh, but i just felt like we should go with some older established lines since we're doing older established cigar lines um, and then I also brought a Jim Bean 100 bonded. Um, anyway, I think the picks are good, and, and I'm really happy with this one. That we well, so far, with. I gotta say, you know, it's kind of funny. This is the strongest cigar I've smoked today. It's my third cigar today because I'm feeling it. Like I have not been on par today. Um, all of the the thick, harsh, and harsh has to be the word, right? Because if you're not used to smoking full strength, this would be harsh, right? That harshness is it's not cut down by the sweetness of the Weller. It's like mildly dulled and enhanced. So it's shutting the harshness down, but elevating the spice, bringing in that. Um, I guess when you retro it, you can say there's like a like a chocolate covered some kind of fruit or something, maybe a little citrus. You know, the funny thing we've talked about it too, and I'm going back to. Uh, when we were at a Wildwood pub podcast, something about that bourbon sits on your, your, your tongue and does something different to your tongue, which um, enhances the cigar and the bourbon because that's, that's sitting on your tongue. And um, 
I don't know how to explain it. I think it was like dancing around the, the taste buds. My taste yeah. buds are dancing. <laughs> some of it, some bourbons just like pop real quick and leave you. This one's good. It doesn't burn too hard going down. It's just really smooth, as well as this cigar. Yeah, but that's the thing about weeded bourbon, right? That shit is fantastic because it carries a level of sweetness that everyone else has to cask age to get. You know what I mean? Like, wheat has a very distinct sweetness that corn doesn't have. And corn's sweet. Corn fans, like Buffalo Trace, is a sweet whiskey. There's sweetness there. But weeded Weller, 100% wheat, Weller, there's a level of sweetness there that you that corn can't compare with. Now, you take that corn-finished whiskey and you finish it in a Mizunura and Sherry barrel, you get you get some of that, that sweetness that adds Yeah, I'm not big on them big corn bourbons. I think they're a little harsh. Um, but... I don't know, man. I'm happy with this pick. This this really came out good. I am. I am too. So Padron, right? So what do we know about Padron? We know that Jose Padron grew up in Cuba. Uh, I'm going to give a shout out. There's a movie on Amazon Prime called Hand Rolled. Buy it. It's like seven bucks. Watch it. You hear the whole history of Padron, Tatuaje, um, sock, a bunch of different places. It uh, It gets pretty nuts. You know, it's pretty good. I don't think I've watched that one. I, I watched the one, what was it called? Um, what was that one called? Uh, I don't know. It, it was, I don't know if it was on Netflix, but it was all about um, how you finish your bourbon like you want it on ice. Um, and, it, and they went through a bunch of distilleries. They went through a bunch of different people where they talked about how do you drink your bourbon? can't remember the name of it. Mark had, uh, the Viking had to step away, so I'll just be yakking you guys for a bit. But anyway, the cool thing about this one I saw, it was about what do you, what do you, when you pour your bourbon, how do you do it? Do you go neat? Do you go ice cubes? Do you go the solid block? And, um, and bottom line, when it got down to it, it's whatever you like. Whatever makes you feel comfortable about drinking that bourbon and enjoying it is the right is the right deal. Now, for me, I've been doing it for a while now. I like it neat. There's probably only a few that I put just a, a couple drops of water in, one of which is Stag Jr., which I really love. It just seems like... Um, the alcohol content and the complexity of that, if I put a drip or two of water in that, it really opens it up a little bit. I personally think it's better than Stag Jr., the antique, or not Stag Jr., that's Stag um, the, on the antique line. Uh, I like it better. Anyway, I'm excited to have brought this out tonight. And um, But like, listen, I, like I've said before, everybody, you just gotta, you gotta dulge in and grab a bottle and see what you like about it. And they put out new antique every year, new reserve, and 12 year. In this line, there's the 12 year Weller, the reserve, and then the antique. And then of course, you know there's that public, and there's the foolproof, and now I think they're bringing out a single barrel. I haven't seen that. Of course, that will be hard to find, just like the foolproof was for a long time. It's supposed to be out. I haven't seen it. I haven't seen it anywhere. 
but this Patron is smoking great. I just ashed and I probably had two inches on it and it held up great. While we're at Lit, again, our sponsor, we've been we've been dazed and confused, like all of you guys. With um, well, let's see, we we have uh, you know the the coronavirus. We've been seized with that. Now we're looking at another strain. Um, we've had the change of the presidencies here in St. Louis. We had like nine, ten inches. The Volar. Uh, the, the, the polar vortex is here. We've been 19 days, I think it is, um, under 32. It's just been crazy. So we had to knuckle down here at Lit for the last three weeks, I think, is what we are at. But um, we're just trying to hang in there, and hopefully this weather breaks and we get back to some normal weather. Anyway, probably about a quarter in, and it's fantastic. Fantastic. The other one, the other bourbon that we're going to pour here in a minute is Jim Bean. And the reason I pulled out Jim Bean is because we decided we were going to do some of these older staple cigars for a while. So I tried to pick stuff out of the vault. You know, Jim Bean's been around. Um, Buffalo Trace has been around for a long time. So that's why I picked those two. I have a couple others for late. I don't know if we'll get into those or maybe it'll be our after hours with our Patreon page. But um, I knew you guys would pick this one. Unbelievably good cigar. A little pricey. I'm not sure what these cost. I want to say I'm betting these are in the $15 to $16 range, the ones that uh, Mark picked out, picked out for us today. Um, the antique line, when you could get them, and even now, the, the prices is so crazy because everything from Buffalo Trace at this point, which everybody knows is almost allocated, I think these were, you know, around 40 30 to $40 a bottle, if you can get them. And then it, sometimes it depends on which state you can get them. Like, I still get a hold of the uh, seven-year reserve from Weller in Kansas. I can get this, uh, the the seven the, the seven five. I can get it for like twenty twenty five dollars up there. Oh, that's insane! And then they got the leader, and then they got, of course, the big yeah. boy, the half handle. Um, but I'm sorry, I had to step away for a minute. But hand roll, uh, you need to watch it. it. It gives you all the backstory on Padron. But Padron is that cigar you see in almost every humidor. It's got the nostalgia behind it for good reason. One thing that, one reason I've always put Padron over Davidoff is like the when I think of a like when I think of like a rich guy having a cigar, you know that that image you see on his yacht kicks back, women everywhere. 
It's not a Davidoff. It's not a Daniel Marshall. It's it's a Padron. Because the thing about a Padron that Davidoff doesn't do. Now, how do you pronounce that? Padron. 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 P A D R O N. Just put it out there. Padron. 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 Yeah. yeah. Um, these cigars, right? So the cigar we're smoking right now, anywhere from ten to fifteen dollars, depending on where you're at. Well, that's what now, I told them. I said I thought the price point was around fifteen, sixteen dollars. Yeah, yeah. And then, but then Padron also has the entire handmade collection, which all those handmades, the it's from two thousand to seven thousand series. It's these same tobaccos with less age. That's what it is. Now those you can get in, in regular Vitolas, nice circles and whatnot, um, real clean and together. And of course, our one-on-one -on -one, podcast tonight, I've never seen so many people in here. Now we do have uh, a blues game coming on here at seven, so maybe we got some extra people in here looking forward. Sure, to Sure, and then also lit uh, the, the county. You know all this COVID shit that's going around. So in St. Louis County, uh, this past week they upped uh, the occupancy from 25 to 50. Uh, so here at Lit, we can go from 15 to 30 people now. So we pretty much been riding that 30 person, 30 people line all day, every day for the past three weeks. Um, it's pretty sweet. We're going to be doing a, a live event here at some point this summer. Um, actual camera footage, walking around with a camera. Bought a camera. Walk around with, it'd be pretty cool. A walk um, around. A walk around. So it's not Kurt. It's not Kurt holding an iPad, cruising around the legends trying to record shit. Maybe even uh, it would be cool if we go to the farm. You know, we could have a, a drone around. I got a GoPro. A drone fly over us. That'd be cool. <laughs> I just got it. We gotta have a certified drone pilot. Well, my son, it's we actually had a party down there at the farm, and he flew the. It had all the lights on it, and he flew it over the party and everything. It was pretty cool. Although some wind came, and I think uh, one of the dog brothers got clipped in the head, but it's all right. <laughs> it's just, it is what it is, you know. Um, all right, hey, I want to bring something up, but I want to ask this. You know, we both played sports our lives we've been physical our whole lives all that there's been this uh trend going around that i've heard on other podcasts i've seen it on the news and shit sports center a tweet went out right twitter like we don't use twitter but like a tweet went out asking who the greatest athlete of all time was in their sport right and serena williams started streaming or, or trending right when you think about a sport right who is the greatest athlete of all time in football wow now I guess my heart and soul has always been with my idol Walter Payton um, there's been great guys at great positions but I just as far as an all-around unbelievable player um, and maybe that's a little of my heartstrings uh, tugging on that one but Walter Payton could receive the ball he could block he played quarterback I'm quite confident that he played quarterback in at least one or two games 
and um, I did not see him kick or punt, but... Well, Taysom Hill is kind of a Walter Payton for New Orleans. He's played quarterback, receiver, fullback. He's kind of got... Here's my point. So they listed these people, right? So obviously there's Jordan and LeBron. Yeah, but these are are younger. These are newer generation players. Yeah, but here's my point. I don't think you can pick the only guy that you can argue that is the greatest athlete of his sport is Floyd Mayweather. Why? Because the man has boxed for over 20 years professionally and in the most dense, densely populated weight division in boxing, he is 50-0. He's never lost. Right? With every other well, now, you sport... You know more about him than I do. Well, with every other sport, yeah. here's my thing. Walter Payton's game of football, he would never make it in today's game. Right? Now the argument is Tom Brady is the greatest quarterback of all time. Tom Brady would have been broken in two pieces if he played football against the Steelers in the 70s. Well, you know, I, th- I think there's too much um, generational change in sport that you can verify a best athlete. I don't think you can. Well, it's funny you say that because I just watched Michael Jordan's final. Uh, I love that movie. Game the against, last race. I haven't seen that yet, oh. but I just watched the From last, the last seven, dance. the last seven minutes of the Utah and uh, North Carolina. Well, no, no, no. The Utah. It's like a game. I don't know. What, I don't remember. Maybe it was Game Six against the Utah Jazz. Oh, when he won his sixth championship. Yeah. Well, he did it like in the last twenty seconds. Yeah. And he went in, did his shot, and won, I think, by one point. Maybe it was two. Yeah, so, and this is, this is one thing everybody said. They're like, like okay, so if you put LeBron on paper and you put Jordan on paper, right? If you look at and regular... Of course, some people are going to want to put Kobe in there. Right, right. But if you just those two, because that's the biggest argument, right? It's Jordan or it's LeBron. When you put those on paper, when you look at regular season stats, LeBron is like three times the score that Jordan was, right? But when you go down to championships, Jordan is 6 and no, LeBron's three and seven. Who's the better player? I would have to say Jordan. Jordan. Sorry, I don't care that you've been to more Super Bowl or you've been to more finals. You've been there. Yeah. You lost. You lost more than Jordan won. You've only won half of what he won. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But then when you look at something, so then there's other things, right? So sprinting, right? No one's ever ran as fast as Hussein Bolt. That's a that's the fastest man alive. He's the best sprinter ever. Swimming. There's no one that's ever swam like Michael Phelps. Best swimmer ever. Right? Yes. Okay, so what? Go to golf. Is Tiger Woods the best golfer ever? No, because there's guys right now that have already won three PGAs that are 20 years younger than him. Give them 20 Well, years. then do you go back to um, the Olympics and you look at uh, what is the one where they compete in all of it? The Kathlon, uh Jenner. Jenner. Yeah, Bruce Jenner. Well, he's not around anymore, but he was around. Well, he's still there. He's got a wig on. <laughs> maybe he's the greatest athlete because not only is maybe he's the greatest athlete ever, but now he's even changed genders. Right. He's checked all the boxes. <laughs> he checked his bucket he list. He did all this Dude. as a man, and now what's he going to do as a girl? So, you know what he did? He, like, 
know when you play a video game and you level up? Like he checked all the boxes of level one. He went to level two and he's checking those boxes too. Shit. He's got a clothing line. He's met presidents. <laughs> like and I don't know. Wasn't he pretty much responsible for getting the Kardashian thing going? Yep. Too? She. Let's say she now. Let's be politically so, correct a little right. bit. He he married the right into the right family or, or he put the family oh, he unit put, he together. Put, he put them on the map. Yeah. So I mean, even from his athletic career to whatever he did business-wise and then marries into a family unit and then the Kardashians I what is the youngest she's the the youngest billionaire oh ever. yeah I mean and then it just goes and crazier. isn't she the one that like sucked her lips into a water bottle to make them big and all the kids are getting their lips stuck in a water bottle that I did not know yeah all right they all have the same doctor though I know that well yeah so that book is still not fully written either because he's going and what did jordan do just didn't he sign on to something here just recently so my so another awesome article we can watch it sometime go on to cigaraficionado.com there's an interview with marvin shankin the editor-in-chief and owner of aficionado whiskey advocate wine spectator and then michael jordan he talks about everything he's doing he's a cigar smoker isn't he he smokes seven to seven to eight cigars a day and he plays 36, 36 holes of golf a day. And I just got, uh, I probably smoke six a week, maybe. Maybe. Some more than that. On an average. Oh, yeah. There's probably weeks I smoke more, especially when I go to the farm. Yeah. From I, smoke, I smoke 10 to 12 a week. Yeah. And he's doing seven a day. Yeah. But he, uh, but Jordan's an amazing. I, 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 he's one of those guys. So that leads to my next question. Let's get off athletes and let's go to cigars and whiskey. Who are the top two guys or girls that you would want to sit down and have a pour with and have a cigar? Well, definitely Pete Johnson. I think so. I, I think let's he would do top fun. five then, because my top two, are, <laughs> my top two are Pete Johnson and John Huber. And I technically had a cigar with John at the show. I sat down next to him for 30 seconds, and he shook my hand, and we lit a cigar, and then I walked away. So it counts. It's, I did it. I did it. Yeah, but ever since me and you really kind of got our gig going, there's been uh, Vegas got canceled, so we didn't have a chance to go. Dude, Is that a three- or four-day deal? Yeah, just think about 2020. We were supposed to be... We had a podcast lined up at Buffalo Trace, at New Riff, at Blinn. We had a, we were going to the PCA show in Vegas. We were going to go to Nicaragua. We were going to Nicaragua. Yeah. I mean, we probably had six weeks of travel shut down. And then our our uh, kick-ass one-year anniversary got all blown to shit. Got buttoned up just because of COVID. Because of COVID. Yeah. 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 We so, even and that's interesting too because I have to, I have to give a shout out to Lit, of course, man. We exhausted every option that we could any way that we possibly thought we could still do what we wanted to do for that one year and logistically it was just a night it wouldn't work a fucking nightmare and you're never going to ask anyone to put their business at risk They're like oh we'll just hide we'll hide 120 people in the back <laughs> no not going to happen you my business I mean? was down everybody's business was well not everybody some people surged uh, through this yeah it's true yeah on average everybody's business was down 
down. I know mine was. I, I think was everyone down probably felt it yeah. a bit, you know, in some way. But now let's talk about this year. We are midway through February, and I'm just wondering: Are we being? I, I mean, I'm very optimistic that this could be a fantastic year, but I, I think there's doubt in everybody's mind still. Well, see, I'm a, I'm a, you know, I'm a, I'm gonna live forever kind of person. Yeah. Like, I look. I, every, it takes a lot for me to look at the bad side of shit. If you get in trouble, there's always a way to. You're not out, but you'll work it out. I'm nervous about the vaccine. I think everybody thinks the vaccine's the save all, but I, I, I hate even saying this. I think the second half of this year, there's going to be another wave of people sick. See, that's what's worrying me too, because I was like, you know, okay, Craft Imperial liftoff, like April or May, <laughs> and just about the time our wings are spread and we hit the road and we're, you know, we got maybe our cigar line out by maybe May or June. I don't know. How long will it take us to do that? April or May. Okay, so, and then just about the time we're ready to go, boom, the second wave hits. And is it because the vaccines haven't gone fast tonight? Do we get hit again? I try not to think about that. I mean, me personally, I, I don't even worry about that vaccine. Um, my mom just recently went through the COVID. She's 82 and got through it and got her, um, what do they call it? Uh, once she had it, she got through it and then antibodies. they put her on a bag. Oh. Like a bag drip of antibodies and whatever. And then she. Like an IV? Yeah. Oh. Like an IV antibody bag, which carries her through May. But she'll get her shot eventually as well. I think this thing is just going to be like every so often we're going to have to update our shots or whatever. Well, and I hope this. that's also what kind of worries me is I'm. I'm not taking the vaccine unless I'm forced to, but I think it's against our civil rights to be to be forced into a vaccine. Um, but what I'm worried about is I feel like you're going to start seeing at airports, there's going to be some card that goes on your passport that if your shots aren't up to date, you're going to be like a dog traveling. Yeah. Shots aren't up to date, you're not getting on the plane. I don't know, man. I you know. I will say this. I, I always kind of was under the... Uh, the belief like don't do a lot of uh Tylenol. Don't do a lot of uh, uh, steroids or antibiotics because your body gets used to it. Try to keep uh, your body, I'm not saying necessarily clean, but get back in the dirt. Don't. Well, yeah, I've, I've always been the same way. Unless it's necessary. Well, of course. I suffer through everything. But then also my medicine is weird. I get in the bathtub with the hottest water I can do without burning myself. I pour a triple of the highest proof whiskey I have. I sweat and I put the alcohol in. That's what I've that's like done. old. That's like some old pagan witchcraft shit. And so I'm not doing mushrooms. I'm just drinking, and I'm not. You know, you're not. You're. You're. The idea is that you're sweating the poison out of your body and ingesting things that make them remove. You know, it, it. You know, like when you intake alcohol, it causes your testosterone. It causes your hormones to increase. That's why people either can become a happy drunk or they're a mean drunk. You know, it's got to do with all that. There's much of libido and stuff like that. But the idea is that when you do that, it pushes the poison out. You know, and I'll tell you right now, I, I sent all you guys a picture in our group chat. I uh, I felt I had a I had a cold coming on. 
uh, I had just been tested for COVID, so I know it wasn't COVID. I had a cold coming on. I was like, man, my nose is stuffed up. Poured a drink, jumped in the bathtub, went to bed, woke up the next morning. I felt like I'd slept 25 hours. Well, if my nose gets stopped up, usually I'll have some gin, what seems to dry and clear oh, me up. that floral stuff. Yeah, okay. Yeah. And uh, just like on the last podcast, I don't know what the hell it was. I sat down. Well, the squirting German came in here with all his germs. And I'm just like, he's like sitting down like, look. And the next thing I know, I'm like, and I just started doing a few whiskeys and whatever. The next thing I know, within about an hour, I was all clear and fine again. I don't know. It's some strange shit. But I also, I get out and try to get outside and walk. Not only, I walk at least an hour and a half, two hours every day. Not only with that, with my job and whatever else I do. But just to get outdoors, man. And I go out in this cold weather, too. It's cold as fuck. But yeah. it just seems to mentally uh, open you up a little bit. You relax or whatever. It's kind of like a cigar. Well, that's like... It's like, you know, I, I stand, depending on the day, I'm on my feet straight 12 hours. Um, and, you know, I used to be a competitive power lifter. And now I work out five days a week. I'm doing some running and stuff now where Queen and I are going to do a Tough mutter in May, have some fun with this, some obstacle courses, you know, a 10-mile thing. and be a lot of fun. Uh, but I feel like when you give your body some kind of activity, and I, I shouldn't even say this. I feel I, I don't feel this way. It's proven. I, I think I think people say twenty minutes a day or something like that. Use it dude, or lose put it. In, dude, put in, put in. When you get done eating, stand up and just walk in a circle for ten minutes. See how much better you feel. Like that lethargic feeling that you get when you get done eating, and you're like, ooh. Yeah. That's why every restaurant wants to serve you coffee. You know. Well, I'm I'm in the six O club. You're the thirty O club. I mean, listen. I mean, you've been around me. You know I stay pretty goddamn fucking active for six. I mean, I, I go 24-7. And um, I think it's all about just staying busy and keeping your body moving. And then just doing everything, you know, within reason. You well, know? you got to keep, it's a well-oiled machine, right? And this is so fun and funny to me because we're sitting here smoking cigars and drinking bourbon. <laughs> yeah, but this is right. awesome. This It's all right. It's all fine and dandy. Andy. We're going to get all this health kick, though, because it's not... Uh yeah, but it's all right. It's being doing, but I love it. it but it, it is what it is, man. It's you take care of the machine. The machine's gonna give you what you want. So basically, what the Viking and the Bourbon Cowboy are saying is: drink your bourbon, smoke your cigars, but and then get out, get some get, walking, get your and get ass some off the couch, <laughs> and eat some steamed vegetables and shit once in a while. No, no, no. Just eat red meat. <laughs> So I already kind of uh, pegged this a little bit. I just poured our second um, mainstream, which is Jim Bean. And of course you guys know by now that every distiller has so many products. We, I don't even know if they know them all. Well, let's, let's talk about this, right? Jim Beam, that's Beam Centauri. That is the largest American distributor? I don't know. Maybe? Right up front, I don't know. I don't know. It's so hard to keep on to keep track of all that shit. Um, but this is Jim Beam bonded. This is their bib. It's a hundred proof. And um, 
It's one that we've tasted before. The bottle's fantastic. If any of you guys have checked out um, the Jim Bean line, man, their bottles and their labeling is fantastic. And um, anyway, this is the Jim Bean Bonded. This is this year. I'm pretty confident. I don't know if it was last year's. But anyway, it's 100 proof. It's got a big gold label, Bonded Jim Bean. And I thought it would be uh, another second matchup with this uh, Patron. I said Patron. Padron. See, now I'm having trouble with that. But anyway, well, let's give this a little sip -a And have a little uh, chew of this. How do you spell etiquette? Do not ask me how to spell things. I don't know. I think I spelled it wrong, Unless but I'm it's doing it anyway. Well, we all know it's K-A-T. Anyway. Now, right off the bat, this is fantastic. But, oh, well, cheers, buddy. Sorry. Well, I, I was over here texting, were, taking pictures yeah. and shit. But I think this has a lot of similar qualities okay. to okay, Weller. Okay, okay, okay. That nose. So that's that's barrel, right? We get that. That's some oak. Some citrus, yeah. But I don't get the sweet like you did from the Weller. This is just smooth. Oh, dude. So there is... There is zero warmth on that. That is more of a like cognac or liqueur syrupy. But it's more that of a is warm barrel. Warm barrel? Well, like yeah. a, a, a really warm um, barrel it's not finish a burn, on though, that. But it's not. But it's not burning. It's it's no. not. And I guess we should, we've said this a million times on the podcast before, and we say burning. It's not burning like ooh, it hurts. It's you, everyone. You've had whiskey, you know. Different whiskeys do different things, and sometimes they're a little hotter on the front, a little hotter, you know, as you swallow them, they get a little different. But, but, dude, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, so, I'm gonna throw some out here. This may be the now. I did say we were probably smoking Padron. Yeah. And I did say maybe bring something sweet because of what we were smoking. So we did yeah. the sweet. But now we're doing we're doing stave forward. That's what we'll call it. this is stave forward. And there's no sweetness. No, in that no, 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 no. That's why I mean I stay. This is yeah. wood forward. These two whiskeys with this 64 anniversario Maduro. I mean I am. This is probably the best pairing since the Partagas number five again or Partagas number two Maduro against that pack five. And this is two whiskeys that pair. They're complete polar opposites, right? So the Weller gives you all the sweetness that you're gonna get from mutes, but enhances the spices and that little cocoa vintageness on the cigar. Where this stay forward heightens the spice, brings the body forward. It almost nostalgic, nostalgically, nostalgically thickens the smoke, creates a denser, wider, yeah. like cleaner burn together. Yeah, this is really a good, a good frickin' bottle here. Some good juice. Jim Bean uh, honored. It's got all the Jim Bean guys on the side, all their pictures. 
Man, this has been fantastic so far. I'm almost believing because, watch my hand a little bit. I'm almost wondering if I'm getting a little uh, nicotine out of this. I'm, I'm, dude, I, that normally doesn't happen. I'm telling I might be getting a little nicotine look, buzz I think, off of this. I think that even us, now I have not smoked a Padron. Uh, I smoked a 90 Little Hammer about a month ago, but I smoked that. We went and had dinner, got home. The weather was semi-nice outside around a fire. Smoked a cigar for three hours, just slow and calm. I, when I say the pinnacle of Nicaraguan tobacco, there are two people that go head-to-head on the pinnacle of Nicaraguan tobacco. Pepin Garcia, the Garcia family, right? My father, Tatuaje, Crown Heads, multiple others. And then you've got the Padron family and their farms in Nicaragua. And what and they create, and the reason I think they can own this is because everything they do is Nicaragua. Everything. There is no room for something else to be on that cigar. And you can say the same thing for Pete Johnson. I think I think maybe he's used a Connecticut here or there, an Ecuadorian Connecticut here or there, something like that. Um, but to my range of knowledge, I don't think there's ever been an exterior tobacco other than Nicaragua on a Padron cigar. And this right here, this is a this is a strong cigar. It is, and me and you and it, are well, usually. It just, it just shows me the cigars I pulled out of my humidor today. I pussied up. But a are you bit. with me a little bit on a little nicotine? Dude, I told bus? you I felt it in my forehead. <laughs> I'm not kidding. I mean, this is bringing me back to memories of that luchador um, that I had, and I don't normally ever because listen, me and the Viking, the cowboy and the Viking, we get together. We're like, hey, bring on that strong cigar and we do a lot of batik cigars and you know we're over it and here well, we go so back part of the, part to of the, one of the old guys and we're getting a little nicotine buzz and it, it makes me want to we just scrounge some money together buy a couple fucking Padron boxes split them up but here, some here's, money. here's one of those things that I'm going to say too I know a lot of people are like oh they're smoking the Maduro that's why it's so strong I'm half tempted to go get the natural and smoke it next on this podcast because I guarantee I know for a fact that natural the natural rendition of this 64 anniversario is just as strong maybe a little more trail mix nutty something you know what I mean imagination or has even Davidoff had a little resurgence here lately I mean are they it just seems like you know all of a sudden well, you we know fell the rumor, in love with the late hour the Churchill late hour well yeah and I fell and in love with the other day that 7 series oh my god but there's this little rumor floating around it's not a rumor Davidoff is up for sale someone's going to be buying their distribution um very interesting now for the people that are listening when you say buying their distribution what, what does that mean so I'm going to speak of this a complete ignorance to their business plan to their ownership I have no idea what I'm talking about when I look at this statement rumor quotation unquote per se I don't know if the brand is being sold as if in the proprietors and the owners of 
Davidoff are trying to sell and move on, which that happens in every business, guys. We know that. Or are they looking to have a company take on their portfolio and distribute for them, deciding cost, MSRP, this and that? Either way, here's me looking at the bright side of everything. One of the main reasons that a lot of people have never had Davidoff, it's very hard to acquire, okay? Not everyone has Davidoff. Not everyone has a Davidoff account. Not everyone can afford Davidoff. I think the cheapest Davidoff I've ever seen was about $13. If that's your baseline of your tobacco, that means your mid-level sticks 35. You know, just like you can say if someone, their baseline cigar is 650, their mid-level sticks 1250, 13, right? And then you've got the high one at 16 or 17. Maybe if that, and again, guys, everyone, complete ignorance, I do not know what I'm talking about. I don't have any insight. No one told me anything. The cowboy, the Viking, we are talking out of our asses. Well, here's another question. If that happens, I think Davidoff will become one of the largest consumed cigars in the United States. Now, in the European, in, in well, Europe. What is the one right now? Acid cigars? No, in, I think in the United States, I think, uh, prob uh, see, I don't, again, I don't know, but if I had to guess, it's Ashton, Macanudo, uh, Rocky, Perdomo. They're probably the most consumed. Okay, so let me, let me ask you another question. Because just me and you, old schooling it tonight. I some guy told me the other night. He goes, "Yeah, I smoke nothing but Cuban," and I'm like, "Okay." And maybe I maybe I was off, but this is what I, I basically told him. I said, "You do realize that all Cubans, that Cuban seed now has moved to Nicaragua." Well, there's a, okay. You're not wrong, but there's a better way, if, if you don't mind. There's a better way. Right, but what so, I'm telling him is the Cuban seed has moved to Nicaragua. Dominican, Honduras, Mexico. Right. And basically, what we're smoking and praising, like me and you, we love Nicaraguan, Esteli, all, all of, we love good, full body, almost all Nicaraguan. Not that we don't love a, a full range of all that. Oh, there's a lot of Dominican that we enjoy, but I'm a Nicaraguan Yeah, yeah, guy. yeah, right. But what I'm saying, I'm even specific where did that come now. from? Cuban seed, did it not? So, I mean, however, I said it to him, I said, you have to realize that. And I says, most good uh, Cubans that I smoked back in the early 90s, that like the Robusto that I loved, um, for me at that time, I thought that was, that was amazing. We still can't get Cubans, but Cubans have moved on from that well, like caged where animal. we can't get to right. and now they've moved the seed to Nicaragua we've all been enjoying basically the fruits of that Cuban area for a long time and it's moved on well here, so how so, do you how do you address that fight Cuban here, here's overall? how you address this right now I'm gonna this is gonna be about a five-minute speech and then I'll give you the 20-second version JF John F Kennedy okay from John out help me with my dates here John F Kennedy became president in 58 
Yes, and right. the 50s, yes. He died in 62? I want to say 61. 61? Let's say 61, 62. Okay. Because okay. I'm not a historian by any means. I'm not either. So sometimes between 58 and 66, this all happened. No, right? 60, I, uh, 61, he got shot. Okay. I'm but just giving I, it a range, I, I, I'm so we're thinking okay. that it was one year after I was born, so I but, was born in 60. So in the United States at that point, Cuban cigars were everywhere. They were the only cigar you were buying because American tobacco had, not that it dried up, it'd been there, but American tobacco got, everyone's pipe tobacco got popular. Roll your own cigarettes. That's when the emergence of the the uh, advertising community of cigarette tobacco became its thing and everything kept building out. Um, when the embargo went into effect, okay, you have to understand that every single cigar company that exists now, for example, we're smoking Padron. Jose Padron was a roller in Cuba creating Cuban cigars. Initially took his family to, I think it was the Dominican Republic. Then, and again, watch hand-rolled Amazon Prime, watch it. Dominican Republic, he was called a socialist or a communist. His factories were burnt down. He came to the United States, went to Nicaragua, started his factories. Now, I could have that backwards. Sorry. Um, but every company, every single cigar company, Ashton, Padron, uh, Perdomo, um, Maca, uh, not Macanudo, Oliva, um, Bolivar, Monte Cristo, Romeo Julieta, Cohiba, all of these companies originated in Cuba. Right. When the embargo went into effect and these families could no longer create a living for themselves, they moved. Now, tobacco, tobacco was growing in Nicaragua, Dominican Republic, Honduras, Peru, but it wasn't growing in the fields that it is now. So what they did is they took that seed, obviously a lot more than one, they took those seeds, <laughs> went to these areas, tilled up the land, and started producing tobacco. So what has happened to Cubans? Cubans, for over 70 years now, have been, we're Americans, right? This is what we do. We can't have it, we're gonna go get it. You tell, you tell someone that is, is in the freest country in the world, minus all our fuck ups and all things we do wrong and everyone judges us for, you have more freedom here than you do anywhere else in the world. You can't have that. Well, I'm gonna find a fucking way to get it, right? In that same attitude, for 70 years, Nicaragua has been blossoming, Dominican Republic's been blossoming, Mexico, Peru, Honduras, <laughs> Connecticut, Virginia, and the state been blossoming. Well, just all, so people know as well, as, hold seating. on, I'm going to say, just so people know, what is the largest tobacco company in the world? Isn't it? Is it not? Most Connecticut, sought after, United, it most United sought after is Connecticut in the United States. Yeah. Well, I don't think a lot of people know that. Well, the, for that that true American Connecticut shade wrapper, yeah, right, yeah, right. It's the most sought after. Every year, the Dominican Republic and Nicaragua they battle within about, a, I think it's two tons of tobacco for who's the most productive each year. It's literally every but year. But I don't it's think back people know that that United States is in Connecticut. Oh, it's, it's the it is, is Connecticut the shade. 
homemade man. grown wrapper is the right. most sought after wrapper tobacco in the world. Right. Okay, um, go on. But, so as I said, you know, all these, these countries started blooming. So for 70 years in the United States, right? So if you think between, we'll say 1962 and 1990, yes, cigars still existed, right? They were still here and around, but there wasn't much going on, right? 1991. The first edition of Cigar Aficionado comes out, you hit the cigar boom. This Nicaragua cigar, this Dominican cigar, Honduran tobacco came in in the 97, right? All these things start coming in. Yes, Cuba is still the sought after because why? You can't have it. But now, 90, I want to, I think the actual fact number is 91% of consumed tobacco in the world is from three places. Nicaragua, Dominican Republic, and Honduras. Right? So if you only smoke Cubans, if someone says that, first I want to see your Cubans. Because you make a lot of money if you smoke two cigar, one cigar a day, and you're buying Castro, real S.A. Habano Cubans, Dude, the cheapest box of Cubans I've ever bought was $190, and it took two weeks to get here. And probably the average box is $400. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. You know, but 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 the other thing, I was, so the short 20-second answer, right, the little history thing there, if you only smoke Cuban, go into whatever humidor you're in and find any Nicaraguan cigar and give it to them. It'll be stronger, it'll have more flavor, it'll be richer, the body will be more dense, the smoke will be thicker. And here's the other thing. I think Cubans, for the most part, are very delicate. How many times have you heard me say this? If you can appreciate a Cuban for what it is, it'll be one of the best smoking experiences of your life. But don't buy a Cuban. After you've been smoking one, two, three, four, twenty, thirty years, buy a Cuban and think it's going to rock your world. It no. won't. Here's the thing about Cuba, right? That little island's only so big, okay? That same soil has been tilled and planted over and over for two, I'm sorry, the first Cuban cigars on record were 1783. 18, 19. Yeah, no, that's dude, a that's, whole nother discussion, that's, too. That's when we can almost get in with Zick. almost 300 <laughs> years of tilling and replanting the same soil. And now, that's going to have two different effects, right? One, it's never going to get any better. Two, I'd almost bet any Cuban, a pre-Castro Cuban, probably tastes just like a Cuban coming off the Cohiba for now. Now, for most people, they may not understand that, but I'll give you a prime example. As a little boy, I lived, I lived right next to a Greek, and he planted his, his backyard tomatoes. All the things, all the fresh vegetables that he ate and did in his cooking, he grew out of his backyard, and he had these beautiful tomatoes. And then he taught me how to go in my yard. Oh, those called heirlooms, heirloom tomatoes? Yeah, and he taught me how to do it. And then when he tasted my tomatoes, he was like, oh, MG, your tomatoes are greater taste, quality, whatever. And guess why? Because I got virgin ground. 
ground. Yeah, what? Virgin ground. Yeah, soil has never, been tilled. Yeah. He's been growing in that because, because backyard here, here's for twenty the thing, years, right? And now I don't know anything about botany. I don't know anything about forestry. I don't know We're anything getting into about some technical shit. But but no, but here, here's the simple thing. They'll understand this, right? that basic Look, premise of what I just said. If you fill your kitchen sink with hot water and soap, you can clean dishes for an hour, right? They're all going to come out clean. Leave that water there for another day. Do your dishes the next day. They're gonna come out clean. Cold water, but they'll come out clean. Now do it the following Tuesday. You won't be able to rub anything off the dish, and you're gonna have you're gonna have stains on the dish from the soap. Why? Use over and over. Everything you wash off that dish is staying there. So as when you when you when you plant a plant and you redig the same thing over and over and over, and the same product goes back in the ground. When you rip that plant up, that root tears away. The negative of that root stays. Plant it again, root tears away. So the best way I've ever seen that is like, I, you know, I love my Japanese maples. I, I had the same Japanese maple for four years. I always pulled it out, potted it, brought it inside, replanted it, it bloomed even bigger, it was awesome. The root got thinner and thinner every year. Why? If I had just used what I knew about tobacco, and replace the soil under it, the root would have got thicker and thicker every year. Because you're pulling from the same nutrient source over and over and over, right? Now you get little weird things where maybe this year you had extra rainfall, right? Or the tides were low all year, not so much sodium. You know, maybe there was a volcanic eruption on the island that year, so you got more sulfur. You know, thing, things change, but they don't change enough if you don't constantly alter. Which is so, why when you're in Nicaragua, right? You have a hundred acres. This year you plant on the left 50. Next year you till, you till on soil, you plant on the other 50. Back and forth, back and forth. And guess what? I, we're gonna get off this and we're gonna summarize. But that is the same thing that is happening in the United States, uh, and we could even get into the corn's the biggest example. Well, right? no, I'm saying we could actually get into like climate climate warming because even with cattle, you can only have that cattle on that property for so long before you destroy oh, man. the ground, and you need to move your cattle. And they've just like tobacco, you need to let that soil regenerate itself. So you need to move your cattle rather than leave them out there until they deplete that ground. Anyway, it makes sense. We'll get off of it. But summarize, well, give me the. I started off this with the Cuban or what you were 20 smoking seconds. Right now. If someone always tells you all they do is smoke a Cuban, offer them go into the humidor and find it doesn't have to be that Any cigar, find the most mild cigar that you can. Uh, I'll give it, okay, a Macanudo White Toro, White Inspirato. That is a good cigar, okay? Give them that cigar, that cigar will be stronger, fuller bodied, thicker smoke, and richer than any Cuban there smoke. All right, so let's put that to bed. We're gonna take our quick break, hit you with our sponsor ad, and we'll be right back, finish off these Padrones, jump into another smoke, and dance through some whiskey. We'll see you guys in a second. Craft Imperial is brought to you in part by Wildwood Pub and Grill in Wildwood, Missouri. Great place to go into to grab a drink, awesome food, a mixture of your neighborhood bar and grill, nightlife, and the baddest place to hit golf balls inside. Experience their four to five bay golf simulator, full 18 holes to a driving range, 
go into Wildwood Pub, mention you heard about them on Craft Imperial Podcast, and you will receive a voucher for one free hour of virtual golf in one of the simulating bays. Drop in, grab a drink, have some awesome food, amazing people, and enjoy. All right, guys, we're back. Uh, and the Blues just scored. And the Blues just play. scored. I hope you guys enjoyed that little quick uh, history buff. And, um, yeah, so we are down. We got about an inch, inch and a half left on these Padrones. Yeah. And uh, this is actually amusing. And um, I am going to make sure I pick my cigars for the day better. I've been slacking. These Padrones are giving us that, I think, something we've been missing, man. We are in that full strength, full body, spicy, vintage, antique, cool kind of cocoa, semi-nutty, earthy fucking smoke, man. With a little bit of buzz. I mean, it's amazing. I mean, holy crap. A little espresso, and I'd be buzzing all over the place. Holy shit. I mean, this is really a big surprise. And I don't know if it's the combination of a couple of the bourbons we've had uh, in this podcast, but I won't say man, it will, this man, was a winner. We're actually drinking much lower proof than we normally do. <laughs> well, we're all around, well, 107 and 100. But. I think it's been a fantastic pairing, and uh, like I say, we don't script or plan anything out too often. Usually it's an hour or two before the Cowboys coming out of the vault, or I'm going to meet Mark or the Viking, and we're out here, and we just, we're on the, the fly, what is it, we fly on the wheel? Wheel on the fly, fly on the wheel. We're, on the, we're on the fly. We're on the fly. We're on the fly. Pedal to the metal. But man, that was a good first hour, whatever we did, and um, I was super happy with it. And uh, yeah, I, I got, I gotta say, man, coming off of starting with Arturo Fuente week one and me giving my shit about Fuente, which if you love Fuente, I'm all about it, man. I'm a little snobby with Fuente. I talked about it. Vintage opuses, I'm all about them. The motor coil with Rusty, premium cigar sales manager of, of General Cigar. And now sitting here, if only we could smoke these with the Padrones. Dude, I would, I would, that, so let's go back to that bucket list, right? Well, are we talking about our, the ones we did with, uh, is it number two? Yeah, no, I said, we, I said we did the motor coil with, no, no. If we could smoke these with the Padrone family oh. and actually sit down and talk and see you know how they feel and all that but if, if i have to do a top five of so i'm gonna do my top, if there were two people i could smoke with on a regular basis i'd love to sit down with pete and john huber pete johnson and john huber and just be able to smoke with them um you know it, it, it's all it's, i'm lucky enough to talk to them a couple of times um you know and you guys know crown heads and tatuaje are tattooed on my body so i'm, I'm huge fans of them we know that they're permanent 
so I hope this shit doesn't ever get bad because then I'm stuck with it anyway. But um, there are some people like that I would love to smoke with. I would love to smoke with Marilyn Manson or uh, Marilyn Monroe. <laughs> with Marilyn Monroe and have a cigar with her uh, and I would also thoroughly and, and being an American this is all against everything I would want to smoke with Castro I would love to sit down with Castro and have a cigar with him and talk well, about it I've told this before and damn it it got screwed up but I, I think it would be an absolute blast so sit down with Arnold and smoke some Doggies. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I that's you're... something I wanted to bring up. So, you know, Dwayne Johnson, The Rock. Yeah. He's on the most recent cover of Cigar Aficionado with Terramana Tequila, his tequila, right? He doesn't smoke cigars. Huh. What the fuck are you doing on Cigar Aficionado? I don't know. Does that impede his workouts or whatever? I don't know. No, dude, there's enough TRT run through that man's blood. He could have a cigar and get an inch on his biceps. Well, and I'm, I'm a big saying, rock fan, dude. I love Dwayne Johnson. He's the dude. I'm all about it. But I actually had this dinner with cigars with him, and it got canceled because all of a sudden he had a medical thing, and I don't know if he had a heart attack or something happened. But he was off the Stogies for a while, and I got I got uh, shagged on that. But um, I think that would be fun to sit down and smoke with him. Another guy that I think would be fun, Joe Pesci. I think he no would be, doubt he would be hilarious to hang out with, man, and smoke some good cigars. Who uh, some names are slipping right now? Um, oh, Tom Hardy would be awesome to smoke with, right? Yeah. Um, uh, Jack Nicholson. Oh yeah, cigar Jack Nicholson, dude. That would be fun. Are you kidding too. me? Yeah. And then I'll, I'll throw one out there. I, everyone knows I'm not a big fan of Cigar Aficionado. I don't like their rankings and all that. But it would be an absolute pleasure to sit with Marvin Schenken in his, in his vault room with his old school pen and paper that he does every interview with. And He's just gone, by the way. No, no, right? no. Marvin Schenken's still alive and kicking. Well, okay. I, I was but thinking about somebody different. sit with him and talk to him, you know, that would be all. And everyone knows the, the shit I talk about, Half Wheel. To sit down and talk to the guys at Half Wheel and, like, actually see where they come up with this shit they talk about, it would be so cool to sit and talk with these guys. You know what I mean? Like, to actually sit down and just throw some words, talk some shit, banter it up, go nuts, keep everything off the cuff. Don't worry about what anyone's going to say. Just run your mouth and talk. It'd be fucking legit. Yeah, that'd be cool. And of course, I would love to have a cigar can with Donald. Can we do that? Can we? Is we that can try. We I mean, can we can go and try. I don't know. We're not. Why? I mean, I would think it would be. So last one I saw, I sat down with Michael Jordan. So we're almost there. <laughs> <laughs> well, listen, my father's cigar, uh, the my father. What's his name? Don Pepin Garcia. Don Pepin. Because guess what? Pete Johnson and John. I, what, what's, what's his name? Uber. Hoover. Okay, John and and Pete. Okay, great. But don't you secondary the two of them? Don't you butt them? But you what just I'm, but did you just butt Pete Johnson and John Huber? No, no, no. What yes, I'm saying is, is you said Pete, Pete and John, but 
how about go to the source? Oh, I would love. That's what I'm talking about. I would That's love, what I'm talking about. Love. I wasn't tits in either I, one dude, of them. I, I love them both, but I'm just if saying. someone told me it cost $10,000. We already sat with Luciano, plate, and look what that night was like. Right. I mean, it was fantastic. It was lights out, man. So if Luciano, ten, Pete, and John. If someone told me it was $10,000 for 30 minutes, one cigar and a dessert with with Pepin Garcia. Yeah, I hate that it has to come to that, but I get it. I get no, it. No, but a it, but bit, think but. demand, right? Right. Right. Of course. Okay. So what would it cost for us to get uh, the Wheat, uh, Wheatley? What's his name? John John Wheatley, the master distiller for Buffalo Trace. Oh yeah. But what would you think it would get for three minutes with that man? Well, that's another thing I want to sit down and do, and not not necessarily create a bucket list. But let, let's create a list of something maybe we can be going after in the next year or two. A dream board? Of some guys that we could sit down and have uh, a talk with. And maybe we don't get to the head guy, but we get to the guy who's been around him his whole life. Because I know there are guys at Buffalo Trace. I can't think of his name right now. The, the And this is not the black guy. Yes. yes. Absolutely. Yes. I his, would just love his dad to was, hang with him. His dad was one Absolutely. of the original bottlers he could almost of give us more information what the head guy could get and he would and, be I, and i'll sit there and drink white dog with i can't think of his name it's in one of my bourbon magazines but i'm saying let's make a list and let's put that down and see what we can do about it because i know these guys are accessible um whether we do a tour with them and then get to know them and say hey listen this is what we're doing we're just a grassroots uh, couple guys that are trying to create a name for ourselves just talking and understanding things about our questions and how they do things and what like guarantee he can answer those questions yeah and it would be fantastic and something on the smaller front we're going to do a podcast in the next few weeks where it's probably going to be late at night uh, but we're going to sit the entire snyder family down that own lit and actually dive into background right like where did the cigars start you know like you guys have heard from brian you've heard from andrew his son you've heard from us we're here all the time i work here you know we're here all the time um but to actually get to that dude that like when we talked with rusty last week during our general episode when we had that was a great that getting that origin that like that true heartfelt beginning of something dude you can't replace that shit now i know i talked a lot of shit and there were some things that i knew i was right on that came through and i ran my mouth but dude it, it just to have that moment like like we're trying to work on with still 630 here in st louis get dave wedgars down sit down i've heard his story multiple times but for you guys to hear that and then you know maybe send some samples to the patreon and stuff like that yeah but there's a difference in just sitting down with somebody and and talking and making a connection like you know yeah like, who, you know we, if we're making a connection like hey we're gonna hang for who, like 30 minutes who have we not sat down with that we have not actually kicked it the fuck off with yeah that's true that's true we burnt we burnt one bridge that we don't talk about we did one bridge that went south but that wasn't our fault no you know it is what it is that was a broken promise on another end 
that ended up costing a lot more money than it should have, right? But we owned it. We took care of it. It's done. It is what it is. Um, bridge under or water under the bridge. We're done. Who cares? Do it again next week. Whatever. Who cares? But we got big plans. So we're coming down. Look, I mean, I'll take. I'm. We're gonna get a picture of these real quick. I'll do it. I want to show you guys uh, the Patreon. I'll see it first. But we are literally less than our thumbnails into these padrones and man i have to tell you for quote unquote classic vintage original companies i think we've been surprised i don't know that anyone's gonna top it <laughs> i'm telling you it's been a big surprise hasn't it yeah anytime you can smoke a good stove i am down to sad the end. that i'm putting this down <laughs> But I'm not sad for what I'm picking up. So, all right, guys, we're gonna do. We are done with Padron. We will wrap this up in the after hours and talk about this. We're gonna jump onto some cigars we lit earlier and go into those because we've said his name so damn much. We might as well pop right back in. Uh, so let's. Are we done with Padron? Yeah, I'm done. Yeah. Um, one of the best cigars we smoked in 2021. I think so. I am gonna say I this mean, because why? It, it was everything me and you love in it a cigar. Actually, it's it actually, Nicaraguan. It actually hurts my soul that I'm gonna say this. Strongest cigar I smoked this year? Absolutely. <laughs> and I'm I'm like I'm slacking obviously. <laughs> I gotta stop trying new shit and get back to what I smoke. Yeah. But there was a pleasant surprise for us to get off the boutique line a little bit and then get back to some of these classics and I, I think it was well worth it because um, I mean, like I was just saying, we've hit all, if you look at it on a finger, what do we hit with that uh, Padron? It was amazing, amazing. And what were we both smoking? Tatuaje before we lit those up? Yeah, so what we're jumping back into now, um, I am smoking, let's, uh, yeah, let's have a pour here. And shout out to the Bourbon Cowboy for always bringing the, uh, finest pours we can enjoy but nothing short of lit we are going to be pouring a drink here very soon from lit uh guys i'm actually going to give you uh if it's okay i have to check with the owners patreon will see it i don't know about everyone else but i want to show a post of of the selection here that we have to choose from and sometimes it's so goddamn hard when you've got favorites and then you see things and you go you know when you have things that you really enjoy and then suddenly there's multiple of the same things that you enjoy? That favorite word goes out the window very quick. Because now you're like, ah, shit. Well, I like that, but I like that too. We but get man, on I benders, that. little benders yeah, on something. And and, uh, and and you of all people have, you know, because I had my cigars that I was constant on, but I'm in enjoy the variety of what's out there and try some different things even though you have a love for some cigars or a specific bourbon jump into some new stuff try to challenge yourself to try something new every week if you're an every week cigar guy and bourbon guy challenge yourself to try something new because like I said just in this last two or three weeks and we've gone back and tried some old classics I think our eyes have been um, opened that there's a lot more going on there. And I wanna I wanna give you full credit. This idea came up in a December episode at the Mad Russian's house. 
where it was actually the episode we did in between the three episodes we filmed that day. We were podcasting for six hours with Brian from Pravada. Um, you threw up this idea. Why don't we visit some old classics? Yeah. And it started the uh, third week of January that we started doing this. Yeah. Third week. Yeah. Second. Yeah. Second. This is the second. Yeah. Well, so, come on, girl, come on. Grab this mic and throw it on. Say what's up. We're on the podcast. Come on, sit down. Oh. Yeah, come on. Hello. Oh, click that thing on. Come on. Oh, she's got to pee. She's got to pee. She's got to She's got to pee. All on the podcast. Oh. Okay, everyone, listen, listen. Everyone, listen. Val's got to pee. And this is our sponsor, Lit. We have a box here, and they're our sponsor. Oh, uh, Steve, Val, Val, Steve. Delio, I'm the Bourbon Cowboy. This is the Viking. We are the Craft Imperial Show. I'm not working right now. Podcast (laughs) every week. Typically on Thursdays, we move it around sometime. Hodge. But we read good bourbon. We've, we've shared bourbon with them before. Oh, yeah. oh, they've been on the podcast before? No, they've been here and we've shared. Oh, okay, them. yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so you're familiar with what we do. Yeah. All right, good. Well, we just finished a little bit with uh, um, Padrone, and we just finished a great one, and now we're back on Tatuajes, and uh, that's what we do. Yeah. <laughs> she would she would stop and say hi because she knows what she's talking about. She's a smart cookie, but she's really got to pee. I won't tell anybody. She's not smart. That sounds bad when you say it that way. Oh, her? She's not smart. Don't talk to her. No? <laughs> well, what's, what's even funnier is that people go, oh, it's pretty cool that you try to come here Oh, girl, you better come back for that high five at some point. All right. Yeah, come, oh, yeah, yeah. You're not letting that go. Yeah, go. Go pee. You better hurry up before Dana takes it. You better run. Get in there. Um, all right, so we're back into the tattooages we fired up for the show. I'm smoking, uh, new to lit, the Black Label uh, Benefitos. This is a um, Corona kind of Figurado old school Tres Kappa shape. Uh, lights out phenomenal. And I'm doing Immediately a lighter than the Padrone. <laughs> and I'm doing the Fatso Rebuso, I believe. Fausto. Fausto. Yeah, sometimes a I'm A little devil the, stick. It's got yeah, a little devil. The devil stick, whatever. The, the Fausto. Robusto. Anyway, I love this cigar. I actually, um, well, listen, there's not much I don't like from Pete Johnson. I think I probably, God, I like the, I call it the orange label. Nui Vitas. Nui Vitas. Nui Vitas. Nui Vitas. Nui Vitas. Anyway, I love that orange label. And it reminds me of my Halloween. I think it's first first time I had it was around Halloween and uh, loved it ever since. Not to mention the Monster Collection, blah, 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 all, all the other shit. But anyway, yeah. Um, but you were saying something. I interrupted you. I apologize. Well, that train of thought was gone. Yeah, that train's gone. We had a we had. So a what are we? What did we re-pour with this? We just did another pour of the Jim Dean Bonded 100 bottle of bib, and whenever we see bib, that's just bottle and bond. So you guys have probably caught on to that by now. You guys have been following the podcast. You guys know what that means. Anyway, Dude, that is. I tell you what. B- bottle and bonds. And I know we talked about this. Oh, we, we've had a lot of bibs. C- 
courtesy of the Bourbon Cowboy. Um, there's something, now when I say this, it's gonna sound like I'm, I'm trying to say all bibs taste the same, that's not what I mean. You can take a, 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 a minimum 51% corn or minimum 51% rye, minimum 51% wheat, whatever you do for the bonded rule. You can have a four-year bourbon that is 51% something, right? Well, it always starts with 51% corn. Well, but we've also found out that you can do bonded rye if it's 51% rye, yeah. bonded wheat if it's 51% wheat. You still follow the same bonded rules, right? But my point is, you can have a four-year-old bourbon that is 51% whatever, and then you can have a bonded bourbon that's 51% the same thing. They are two distinctively different whiskeys. Hands down. Now, that's something we haven't done that I think we can't, because there are 100 proof whiskeys out there that are 51% something. Yeah, and then you've got They're 100%. Um, their proofs, but they they don't follow the bonding. No, they're, but they're not in a right. new oak cast. They're not in a federally bonded warehouse. All the shit that everybody four years locked up. By now. But you, but we, I think we need to do that. We need to grab a. It's probably going to take some searching to actually get it head on, right? Closest we'll probably get is like a 101 or a 105, right? Because not a. I, I, this is a question I want to ask you. Is there a hundred proof whiskey that's not bonded? Oh yeah, absolutely. It just means that that hundred proof. Well, it follows the rules, right? So no, no, it doesn't. What I'm telling you is the bonded is a strict rule: fifty-one percent corn, oak barrel, blah blah blah, all those things. But you could have a hundred proof bourbon that is blended. It isn't from the same distillery, but it's a hundred proof. Um, yeah, so it's not the same. It's not the same. Still great, still fantastic, but however they came to that 100 proof, it could have been blended from different barrels, from different rick houses, or well, it could so have been, it, it could be an MBG blended 100 proof bottle that tastes fantastic. Let me ask you But this. it doesn't follow the absolute government guidelines. Is it possible for us to grab a 51% something, right? Rye, wheat, corn, whatever. 100 proof bottle. And then find, oh, I know we can find them. You probably, you have a lot of them. We've had a lot of them simply because of you. Um, but can we, so let's do corn, right? Because that's the easiest one. Can we find a 51% corn build that's 100 proof from wherever? And then is there, so for example, right? Jim Beam, this bonded, 100 proof, bonded, bottle and bond. Is there a Jim Beam 100 proof, 51% corn bottle that we can do side to side? I don't know, I'd have to look at it. But I mean, just talking about it, you know, we've got the Maker's Mark 101, that's not bonded. But it's but probably the most pleasingly surprised whiskey of 2020. Yes. Like if they'd have put that shit out in March, COVID probably would have gone away in April. And we have to give props to Sheldon because he brought that to the table. Well, we were at the uh, the well, we call the it the Sheldon. I'm gonna call it the Sheldon Chateau over there in Belleville. Uh, Chateau de Haft. <laughs> <laughs> what? Ever. The axe throwing uh, squirming German at his place. The Neanderthal 
fire and everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, but it, it, it hashtag has been, the Viking Spirit Animal Chateau. And listen, what do we bring to that table that night? We brought. I picked up just at a. Oh, you had the cat, uh, the caches? No, I brought the Colonel Taylor that I found at the. Not no, station. not that night. Not that that night. Well, was there was the, a couple nights we'd been over there. Well, I that a night, Colonel Taylor. No, that night you brought the caches. Uh, yes. We had the uh, Wilderness Trail bottle yes. and bond. Yes. We had. Oh, there was something else. Okay, well, where are you going with this? Anyway, you're just asking, can we put some hundred proofs up against the bottle and bonds? Yeah, that are it, not as long as it's the same match. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think now, also I know, we should I know. do some blind uh, tasting, which I think would be fun. Um, I think I've probably got uh, I've got all of the old Fitzgeralds. I think would be a fun deal. Where we did all old Fitzgeralds. Fly them. Me and you. Nine we, to sixteen. It would just be me and you because we would do a nine ten. Uh, well, it's nine eleven thirteen nine eleven twelve thirteen fourteen sixteen, right? And not know which one is what and pick out our favorite. A lot of people like nine. A lot of people like the thirteen, but. And I do believe you have to do just a little and do them in um, however you want to mix them up. That would be really fun, too, I think. It would be great. I've always wanted to have a bottle of Pappy 15 and do a blind taste with that with some other ones that I would like to pick and see who picks it because I think 15 would get its ass kicked. But that would be fun for a future cast this year. Well, oh, for sure. I think that'd be fantastic. I think we've had a good, uh, I think we should wrap it up and get into our after hours because I think this has been fantastic. Yeah. I'm almost down to our, our uh, well, you have a little on yours. Yeah, so but we'll, we'll grab another smoke for the after hours. Because I think it's been a great episode. And um, I want to thank our lit sponsor, as always. And um, I think we should wrap it up. I think we've got all that we could get out of this hour and a half of what we I do. You know what? Like I, I know, I know we're gonna cut about 15, 20 minutes short than the usual episode, but I think we put more into wow. this one, man. I look, guys. Uh, the pay, there's a big giveaway on the Patreon tomorrow. Uh, this episode's gonna drop tomorrow, so when this comes out, someone won a fantastic FFK stand. And one thing we have to talk about real quick before we go that we're gonna do on the Patreon, FFK stands. Find them on Instagram, FFK underscore stands. They create the skulls you see in our posts, the stands you see in our posts. Uh, the owners there were, for some reason, so amazingly kind and sent us a bunch of stands. We're giving them away to some Patreons. We're donating them to a few things. But these stands, man, I, I feel like there's accessories all over, right? And everyone, you know, it. you've got your cutters, you got your lighters, you got your cases, you got your picks, you got your punches, you got your... There's that dude that puts the spikes in the top of the cigar, all that. But these stands, 
The number one use that I have for these stands is it's what makes some of our pictures fucking epic, right? Two, where I use this, if I'm out somewhere where you're allowed to smoke and you don't necessarily have an ashtray, dude, stop putting your cigar on the side of the table, set it on these stands. FFK stands, man, we gotta thank you so much. We all enjoy them. We all have them now. The picture's gonna keep staying dope. We've got a podcast lined up soon, month or so, yeah. that we're gonna have them on the Zoom and do a whole thing about it. But to give you guys a glimpse, man, you're gonna see some of these posts, some of these pictures coming out over the next few days, weeks, months, years. These stands, dude, they're fucking dope. Yeah. I mean, what and the other thing saying? I brought up to the Viking tonight, we've had a lot of picks with our skeleton uh, soft lighters, as well as my new. Well, it's been around for. I guess I've had this lighter uh, with the owl. It's almost got. Uh, it's got the skull face on it. We've never re really reached out to them, but we're going to reach out to them on Instagram as well and uh, see if we can, we can get hooked up with them too because their lighters are all custom and they're fantastic. I love them. They're, they're so unique. We're going to try to reach out to them as well. Without a doubt. So we're going to wrap this up. We're going to talk some more on the Patreon after hours. Patreon.com slash Craft Impero. $3 a month. What that $3 does is help us buy these cigars uh, we've got a new shirt design coming out that all the patrons are gonna get and then we're gonna have these up for sale these these three dollars are helping us build this cigar that we're working on that we'll be smoking on the podcast in roughly three weeks um, that will be available for sale um, from the Viking, from Lit Cigar Lounge, thank you to our sponsors, Lit Cigar Lounge, Wildwood Pub, the Viking. I'm out, man. Wrap hey, this thing up. listen, man, work. this is the Bourbon Cowboy. And as always, I love having you guys on. Thanks for holding on with us through this crazy times. This is the Bourbon Cowboy. Giddy up.